I love it. <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. Okay. Uh, why, don't I, why don't I explain what we're going to be doing here? What we yeah. have, we have gathered the world's largest hat. And in this hat, we have assembled on small pieces of paper that we have handwritten, hand-ripped, hand-folded, and hand-placed. We're going to hand-pull them out one by one. And they have on them listed every single thing that exists. And we're going to go through them one by one, uh, two by two, actually, compare them against each other, find a victor. And um, and in the end, once we've uh, tournamented everything uh, that exists anywhere, uh, we'll have an ultimate uh, champion of all things. The ultimate tournament. Uh, as usual, fantastic, but factually sort of inaccurate. Uh, so we couldn't find a hat large enough to fit everything ever, so we're actually just going to use random pages off Wikipedia, which is like the world's largest hat anyway. That is factually accurate, and that pattern will probably proceed. Um, speaking of proceeding let's go over to wikipedia that perfect um, so i have a uh link set up in my chrome browser where i click on it it will give me a random page so every time i click on that i'll get a brand new random page and we got to pick our first 16 things to be the uh in the tournament of everything well um we have talked about this zero so i suggest um, since this is a tournament of just pitting everything against uh, everything else, as a preliminary, we start, let's just go two by two. And we'll just, we'll just go through and create the bracket that way. And we'll find out what our pool is as we go. Okay. So how many things you want to go through while we start let's here? find our first two. Just the first two. Okay. Uh, the first one. Huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pronounce some of these wrong because they're in Latin. Uh, many maculofacia ah. is a moth of the family Arribidae. It was described by Frederick Moore in 1878. It is found in China and Sikkim, India. Why don't you uh, send, me that, send me that link so I can take a look at this with you? I will, I will. Yes, moths are, uh, they're basically the uh, caterpillar of butterflies um, of nature. They are, they, you know, I like to think of them, though, uh, above butterfly. I like to think of them as nature's butterfly. Um, and that's how I like to uh, live my life. Uh, so, um, but moths are basically just like night butterflies, right? Isn't that, isn't that how it is? Yes, uh, the queen has visited each one of them and bestowed upon them um, duties and rights, therefore. Okay. Fair. Fair. The queen. Fair. Okay, uh, item number two. This is going to be a tough one. Athletics at the 1992 Summer Olympics, specifically the men's pole vault. Okay. This is, um, I, I didn't think that we would have two top seeds coming at each other in the very first competition, but here we are. Yeah, we got a very specific moth, and we got a, an event that everyone knows at an Olympics that probably most people don't remember. Hmm. Now, 
how would this moth have fared in the Olympics? Um, in this event specifically, uh, probably couldn't use a pole, but probably could clear a pole higher than anyone who could. <laughs> but now, would also probably be crushed by the metal. So it's kind of a toss-up. This is true. I've heard mosquitoes can only fly about six feet up. What's the record for a moth? And what's the world record for pole vaulting? Oh, we should find that out. But we're also, we're not interested in the world record. We're interested in this specific event at the 1992 Summer Olympics. Hmm. Uh, which the results in the final, Maxim Tarasov from the unified team with a height of 5.8 not as free units, um, which in freedom feet is probably something else. <laughs> now, that was the Olympics that took place in Atlanta. Is that correct? No, that was the 1996 Olympics. 1992 took place in Barcelona. Oh, see, that's a great place to have an Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, a little bit of maybe sort of unified history. So the last Olympics we had, Russia didn't have a specific team. They had the Russian Olympic Committee or whatever it was. And in this Olympics in 1992, there's a joint team consisting of 12 of the 15 former Soviet Union republics that chose to compete together. It's interesting because I thought the joint team was usually from Jamaica. Okay, we got to pick a winner. Uh, right. I, I think I got to give it to the moth. I actually uh, concur in this case. I think that the moth, uh, it's just as far as being a moth goes, just crushing it. And uh, you know those pole vaulters, I feel like they left a little bit of something out there. There we go. The moth is the winner. I'm right. realizing as I make this in Google Docs that it's going to be much better in a Google Sheets presentation so I can actually do the whole, here's a bracket over, there's a bracket. Well, we're creating that, and I'm sure that uh, your, uh, you know, unbusy lifestyle will allow you plenty of time to take care of that in the next week. Ha, 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 ha. You're very funny. Hey, I got okay. one more for you, though. I told you there'd be surprises. Oh, wait. More surprises? Yeah, wait, there's one more surprise. It's just going to take a second. See, these are the wonderful technical difficulties that you experience when you do no preparation. And you just so normally in a podcast, it's not quite live, so we don't have these problems. But we're doing it live. Yes, it would be much more difficult were we dead. And I'm sure that the rate of the retort will decrease. But in the, mo in the meantime, I got uh, right here one more thing. And it goes a little something like this for the occasion of the time. It's time for round two. Time for round two. Nice. I am looking forward to 30 more of those. <laughs> I'm going to have one for all of them, but I'm going to have to make these uh, next ones kind of retroactively. But that means I'll get to play them all at once, and it's going to sound like a cacophony of cacophonies. Cacophonies of cacophonies. Okay. Round two. Round two. We have Zane Yar Jung, mm. who was an architect who served as the chief architect of the Hyderabad state. Okay. I see. Let me put him into our bracket here. And uh, will you, uh, you guys send me that name because I, uh, I forgot how to spell that one. You got it. Uh, you know what? I will share this sheet with you so you can see it as we're making it here. Or you could share your screen, and I could just look at it, too. 
Ooh. Mm, let me hit you up in a messenger thing here on the other space machine. Mm. Not the iPad space machine, but the computer space machine. Speaking of, how long do you really think it'll be until the computers do, in fact, take over? How many years do you give us? Ooh, until uh, we are owned by the robot formerly known as Elon Musk. Um, I think we got a good 30 or 40 years. Would you be that surprised to find out that he was a robot? Uh, no. No, and Mark Zuckerberg is totally a lizard person. And if he happens to own uh, the podcast, the podcast that we're using. using. Whoa, whoa. Hang on. Oh, my God. Did he get you? If he happens to own the podcast app we're using, then um, he is not totally not a lizard person and definitely just a normal human being. See, I think they're probably just weirdos. It's going to be just like some dude, you know, I'm feeling like. Uh, just living in Cleveland, who one day rips off his face, revealing uh, some sort of lizard-like creature, and then they just wreak havoc. Wreak havoc. Havoc will be wreaked. Indeed. Chrome tab. Here we go. Okay, can you see my screen? I just see imaging. Yes, I can see your screen. There we go. Okay, uh, our second entry is going to be... Here's another one. Uh, Toratella dirkhardogensis. Dirkhardogensis is a species of sea snail, a marine gastropod mollusk in the family Tertillidae. Of course. Yes, um, I'm very familiar with both of these, and um, I'm feeling almost like I should, I'm almost too close to both of these. I Should I excuse? No, no. I won't recuse myself. I'll, I'll, I'll just try and stay neutral here. That's that's good. Uh, ooh, so we have a, a, an architect, a deceased architect, uh, died in 1961. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not. Associated with construction of Osman Sagar. It's a Badshahi Mosque, or the Badshahi Mosque, different thing. Someone who's a fan of him is going to be so upset mutilating <laughs> his history in the first uh, three minutes about reading about him. I'm sorry, fans of him. I, I want to say, I just looked him up. Um, looks like an awesome dude. I don't know anything about him or, or what he did, but he's he's got it. I, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a sea snail, which sea snails are cool, um, but I, I think I, I got to give it to Zane here. Well, I was referring to Zane. I think that Zane has that. Uh, you just, you just look at him and you're like, I want to live in the building that that guy architect did. Uh, now, for our younger listeners, not the guy from One Direction. Different Zane, different guy. I heard he left One Direction. Well, he One went another direction. direction. He went in another direction. There are two directions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible joke when you or I say it. Oh, okay. wait a second. Overtime, though. Look Overtime? How sharp, look how sharp those little fossils are. And they're ancient. I, the pictures of Zane, he looks, he's, like I say, he's got it. He looks old. But these 
these things are like really old. They're one of the most abundant gastropod uh, groups, uh, the Turritella, Turritellid. Did you know that's a fact? It, uh, well, I see you editing the Wikipedia page now, but I don't know if that counts. I'm not. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. Medium sea size snail with an uh, operculum. So it does have that going for them. Or my main man, Zane, um, who uh, was the director of endowments. I'm sticking with Zane on this one. I think yeah. I got to give it to him. I'm going with Zane. My main man, Zane. There we go. Okay. Nice. Uh, ready, ready for round three here? Round three. I don't have anything awesome for round three. So, uh, Rob, why don't you just uh, uh, make up a song real quick for round three? Um, let's see. Uh, round three. How's that? That was really excellent, Rob. Perfect. That's that uh, really that's excellent. that's not going to be a blooper. That's just going to curse everybody's ears in real time on the podcast. Okay. Our next entry. Uh, Neith, wife of Pepe the Second. Mm. Yeah. Uh, ancient Egyptian queen consort. One of the principal queens of Old Kingdom, Pharaoh Pepe the Second. Wow. Yeah. So I'll uh, add her to the uh, the bracket here. Must have been some lady. Must have been some lady. And then our next contestant is going to be the Entertainer, the Bell Stars song. 1983 song by English pop slash new wave band the bell stars there's even a music video oh the entertainer bell stars all right well i don't think that we can play it but we can definitely check out the lyrics so let's <laughs> not see. without some copyright issues <laughs> let's see if we can find it um i'm not okay wikipedia you can't do it all on Wikipedia. Let's see mm -hmm. here. Sometimes you got to journey out to probably the YouTube. Lyrics not available. Hmm. All right. I'm just going to bite the bullet. and No one's going to listen to this anyway. So I'm just going to let's play the song. Let's check it out. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know what? If it gets taken down, I'll just uh, edit it. Let's hear yeah. this song. This is the entertainers and the That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, sad part is I'll only get to play three seconds of it so we don't get sued. But that was nice. Now, we got to check out. We got to give balance time to Neath. But I got to say, that's going to be uh, gonna be a little tough to beat there. That's that's gonna be a close one. I uh, I did not expect that to be as good as it was. Wife of who? Uh, okay, Neith. Yeah. Uh, so interesting fact about that. Um, Neith was the queen consort, one of the principal queens of Pharaoh Pepe, Pepe, Pepe the uh, second. 
Uh, now, she was apparently the aunt and cousin of Pepe II, while also being um, his wife. So, it's a lot going on in uh, ancient Egypt there. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was different times, different strokes, different folks, and if I have uh, not not different folks, same same folks. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. I guess yeah. yeah, that's kind of the point here. But <laughs> if I've learned anything from late night uh, television, it's that uh, ancient, you know, Egyptian royalty they had like magic, special aliens stuff, right? Like yeah, Brendan Fraser taught us that. Yeah. So yeah, um, some of the worst CGI you've ever seen. Oh man, um, let's see. Of the, they've got pyramids built around, and Neith's is uh, the largest of uh, that group that's there. So uh, you know what? I think having thoroughly investigated this, uh, I'm gonna have to go with this one. Yeah, there we go. All right. Okay. Well, uh, now that we're getting into round four, I think it's only fair that we play the intro to round two twice. All right. I think that is an exceptional idea because math is important. It's time for round two. Time for round two of round two. It's time for round two. Time for round two. Yeah. Okay. You found a new favorite jam. I did indeed. I'm going to play that all night. Your neighbors are going to love you. (laughs) Okay, looking at our entries into the fourth round, we have... Fourth round! Katharina Nielsen is a former international rower from the Netherlands who won a bronze medal in the women's eights at the 1984 Summer Olympics in L.A. Oh, okay. 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 Fair entry. And against her, oh, uh, exoelectrogen, ah. which normally refers to a microorganism that has the ability to transfer electrons extracellularly. That sounds like an excellent band name. <laughs> Extracellularly or uh, exoelectrogen? Exoelectrogen. Okay. Well, let's start here on the, on the top of the rock here. We got Katarina Nielsen. Um, let's see here. Not a whole lot showing up. Uh, still, um, still living apparently. That is uh, definitely a plus. Yeah, uh, born November fourth, nineteen sixty-one. A lot of sixty-one. We've had uh, a death and a birth in sixty-one. Yeah, um, you it, know, it was, it was a year. That's that was a was that the deciding factor in that round? Kind of the last minute three pointer. Uh, you know, uh, only retroactively when we talk about it now. Sure. Yeah. We can go to the tape, but this is, (laughs) 
<laughs> Unfortunately, we don't go to the tape. I'll have to listen to all the tape later to get rid of the copyright violations, insults to celebrities we're afraid of, and possible cursing. Ah, uh, well, I got this button here. The ultimate Round four. Okay, so- looking at this, the Wikipedia entry for exoelectrogen is so incredibly long and dense that I would need another degree to probably understand it. It includes the word chelation, which I can only pronounce effectively because of a lot of doctor TV. Otherwise, I would probably pronounce it chelatium, like an idiot. Um, just for the, the sheer mind-numbingness of exoelectrogen, well, cool. I think I might have to give it to the mystique that is Katarina Nielsen. Yeah, you know, I've always thought that fundamental uh, reactions and, uh, you know, things that occur in nature that, like, really are the things that make this life and this planet go are highly overrated. You know, give me a celebrity any day. Katarina, you are our victor in... There it is. And just just like real life, do we care about the underpinnings of our world? No. But what is a Kardashian doing today? Uh, is still running for office? Uh, is Kanye almost president yet? I think that Kanye is president. Uh, as far as I know, uh, Kanye is running things from behind the scenes. You know what? I did hear about the shadow Kanye government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They say don't get Kanye'd. Ah, that's true. Right. Uh, something, something, something. He's not crazy. He's totally crazy. Do you think he'll listen to this? No, there's no way. There's no way. Let's go at this point. I think it's a great opportunity to go to our very first sponsor. <laughs> we have Kanye sponsors. West, everybody. Kanye. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Kanye. You don't even know you're sponsoring this show. That's probably making fun of you. Um, okay, round five. Uh, this one is in uh, Czech, probably. Uh, who? Kruski, what what is? How do you pronounce the S when it's got a V above it? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, it's H R U S with a V above it. K Y. I cannot pronounce that. I'm sure someone will tell me. Kruski uh, of of the Bricklov district is a municipality and village in the South Moravian region of the Czech Republic. It has about 1,600 inhabitants. It's about a shemung, apparently. I don't know that. I don't know how big Shimong is, but that sounds right. Up it's against Shimong sounds Haber- like a technical term for vomit. <laughs> it, it does. Don't don't tell any of the people who live in Shimong. Uh, up against uh, Habergam Eaves is a civil parish and borough in Burnley in Lancashire, England. There we oh, we got two towns against each other. That's fun. Ooh, okay. Rivalries. Okay. Okay. I, there's probably two soccer teams there that don't get along. Probably. Well, I got to get. Uh, hang on. Hang on. This mm-hmm. parish has a population of 1,466. A little smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm looking at this, and you know, technically, while uh, Hrushka, her rather Hrushki, is uh, it's not very big, but uh, what's the population? One thousand six. You know, it's a municipality at least. Habergum is only a civil parish. I don't know the difference, but that sounds right. One of them went to uh, four more years of school than the other. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Although I got to say the Wikipedia page for uh, Habergum Eves is significantly longer. Although that probably is just English internet bias because it is in English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the first written mention of Hrushki. I think that's probably how it is. I think somebody, I, I, I don't know. If I did a good job just saying it right there, let me know. If I, I'd say it again, but I'd mess it up. So go back to the <laughs> It'll be but different the every time. Sorry. Of the time that I just said so beautifully, perhaps, let me know. Uh, dates from 1368. Ooh, uh, the village was heavily damaged by a tornado last year. I see that as well. That was just I hope, I hope they're doing okay. Yeah. You know what? I think we give it to the Hrushkis, the fighting Hrushkis. Uh, I'm, I, I agree just for that coat of arms. Uh, I think that's fantastic there. I like that. The coat of arms. Uh, oh. looks, like a, looks like a pear tree with a bunch of grapes and a knife. Wow. So, that's they got it. What a pear tree. All right. Well, have a One more look. We, you know, let's give you a little e- equal time. They got a hall. There's governance. Why, why are we wasting the time? They're not as good. They're not as good. I don't know what we're doing. We, we've picked a winner. Although, trying to be fair, but Hrushki, congratulations on your victory in round one of... The ultimate of okay, round uh, six? We in round six? Golly, you know, we're going to get through in this whole list, everything in like no we're time. Gonna- we're going to get through everything there ever is to know or discuss in the entire world. And we're going to do it all in a 40 minute podcast. Not only are we cataloging and ranking all of these, but we're learning along the way. Oh, you know what? That's true. We are, we are learning, which doesn't happen often. So go us. Okay. Round six, Robert Huntington. (coughs) Uh, An English churchman. Orientalist and manuscript collector. He was the provost of Trinity College, Dublin, and the Bishop of Rafoe. Okay. Great titles. Against the 2009 Busan Open Challenger Tennis Singles. Wow. I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember a train from there, I think. Wow, that is a tough one. That's a, yeah. Because um, that was where Ghost Soeda was the defending champion, but lost to his compatriot, Yuichi Sugita, in the first round. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, so, sidebar, uh, is it copyright infringement if we read directly off Wikipedia to the internet? No, I don't hmm. think so. Okay. You know, if you we know claim it as our own, but... We're very clearly letting the world know that we know nothing. That's and that's true. why I think that we know anything. People who dictate absolutely everything and its uh, rankings. Have you seen this bracket? This is fantastic. 
it's beautiful but have you seen mr robert huntington uh not lately uh because he passed away in 1701 i thought there was a conspicuous lack of photos yeah that, that would be why cameras <laughs> not yet invented <laughs> now there is a picture here um i'm not sure that it's of him but it is of uh, an old-timey individual. I don't think it's him. This is a tennis player. But I'm gonna <laughs> probably not. I'm gonna go ahead and you know combine the two. And this is a sharp-looking, sharp-looking person. I mean, so hang on, are, we, no, are I we... mean literally sharp. That mustache looks like it could cut somebody. But I guess this is you know take it with a grain of sand. The salt. <laughs> sand. Lot, lot, lot. <laughs> Large, large grain of salt, uh, mountains worth. Um, this, this is a tough one. While Robert Huntington sounds like a very interesting man, his sole publication is one short paper. So he might be remembered just for being remembered. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about the English churchman, orientalist, and manuscript collector? We are. Yeah. Yeah, that guy knew how to collect some manuscripts. Do you know how hard but, it is? It was in that time to like collect them. You didn't have. I didn't guess, have eBay. I guess that's true. I guess we we do probably owe the preservation of some of those manuscripts to his collecting. Um, that's exactly why grandmothers collect newspapers, just in case somebody forgets what was in the newspaper. They have it forever. Do you think, Grandma? Why is this newspaper important? I don't know. It was from Wednesday. Okay, cool. <laughs> Do you think that they had um, family circus in their newspapers back then? You know what? That's a good point. He was probably just collecting all the Garfield comics. Yeah. You know what? I got to say, if that was true, I think he would have gotten the, gotten the win. But that being said, I love me some competition. Love me some tournaments. Obviously, tennis, it was probably awesome. I'm giving my vote. To the 2009 Busan Open Challenger Tennis Singles. Uh, hang on. I, I got to disagree. So now we got to go into tiebreaker. All right. All right. And the now, way the way tiebreaker works that I am making up on the spot. Okay. Here's how it works. Me and you are each going to pick a number between 1 and 1,000. Closest to that number, I'm going to use a random number generator off Google. Closest to that number is the winner. So I'm going to go, um, uh, I'm going to pick 37. So now you can pick whatever you want. What do you think? Between 1 and 1,000? 1 and 1,000. I'm going to go with 963. Okay, here we go. <laughs> the number is 804. Tennis moves on. Tennis 2009 Busan Open Challenger Singles. The ultimate it's a good thing we weren't playing by Price's Right rules. Otherwise, I would be the winner. And I could probably cheat by just picking $1. Well, and frankly, uh, it's a good thing you can do math. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Numbers hard. <laughs> All right. Oh, you are going to like round seven. Round seven. Bring it on. Who you do we are got? Gonna very much enjoy round seven. For round seven. Okay, we have Mary Butcher. Born Mary Marsh, October 12th, 1927. Passed away in October 2018. An American baseball player who is a pitcher in the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League. Whoa. Against the Fullbridge Program, which is a learning curriculum held by educational technology company Fullbridge, which teaches basic business techniques. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. She was a I gotta song. say, women's oh, baseballs oh, having Midwest, kind of a moment dude. right now. Indiana, Kenosha, Chicago. Holy oh, this cow. is interesting. Most of her time spent in the league involved her pitching, batting practice, not games. Interesting. Yeah. Only you know she. Uh, looks like in 1946 she joined the Grand Rapids Chicks. God, we were sexist in the 40s. Um, but she continued pitching batting practice and played only one game, then decided to quit. Huh. Hmm. Well, she's no stranger to competition. Let's see who she'll be facing in... Okay, the Fullbridge Program. The Fullbridge Program. Oh, man, what's that? Looks like a business school, effectively founded in 2009, received $5.5 million in funding from GSV Capital Corporation, Tomorrow Ventures, and Harris Preston. Um, hmm. Not Harris Preston. It looks like a way to just increase people's business business knowledge and basic business techniques. I got to say, that's probably really helpful for the people that need it. But is that as fun or as interesting as Mary Butcher? And I don't think it is. I don't think it is. And you know what? I don't think that it even requires much more deliberation. I'm going to put my vote on Mary Butcher. I agree. She moves on. Mary Butcher, you have moved on to the next round in... The Ultimate Round eight. Round eight. Here we go. Let's see what we, we have. Got. Ballet versus Shanley Johnston. Did you say ballet? Uh, no. Ba- ballet. I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. Uh, B a u l a y. Ballet. Oh. Yeah. You mean the well-known scene in France, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, the, the, the commune in France. Everyone, everyone knows that. So it's probably okay. pronounced like bye. about the communes. And then uh, Shanley Johnston, born February 5th, 1990. Field hockey player from Canada. Field hockey. Okay, field hockey is a great game. I But I got to say, if you're born in Canada... How many months of the year do you have fields? Why aren't you playing regular hockey? That is interesting. Uh, I mean, you would think that it would almost be easier to just go out and play hockey. 
Now, I will say that's probably upsetting all my Canadian friends because, yes, I know Canada's, Canada is not covered in snow and ice all year. I understand. But in my mental picture, you guys have like one sunny day a year and it's in July and then it's freezing. And if that's wrong, please don't tell me. Although I guess Vancouver is like Seattle. It's just kind of cloudy and warm all the time. I don't know. Canada. Yeah. But they got fewer dicks and that's a burger reference. I'm going to have to bleep it, I think. I don't know. I don't think you um, do. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Did you say it's in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. If they say it on the news and in the Bible, don't you remember when uh, Walter Cronkite was like, "He's a dick." Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think no. you do either. No, I think you're confusing uh, real life for a whitest kids you know sketch. Probably. I don't think so. All right, Shannon. Uh, anyway, have a younger uh, brother, Gordon who also plays field hockey. So they must have grown up on a really, like, grown up on a field, maybe. Yeah, they probably had, uh, ooh, what's 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 that word? A yard. They probably had a yeah. yard. Yeah, they probably had a yeah. yard. But I you know what? About yards. Let's not forget about Baulet in France, the well-known commune. Because when you think about it, it kind of is a yard. And you know what? I, I've already forgotten about it. I I'm also looking at this map. It looks definitely like it's in France and um, it's in Eastern France. And it, uh, I'm not just, I'm not seeing a lot of information. I don't have population a population of 310. Um, That's cool. I see 303. Yeah. A couple people must've moved out. Postal code. 70160. So if you want to mail anything to Bae, Bale, that place, uh, 70160. I don't know what happens if you just mail a letter to a town and not a person in the town. Um, they have to have like a mayor, right? I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of dreaming about Bale. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about a French escape in a little town with only 300 people. Maybe a yard. Who knows? I could learn how to play hockey. Uh, field hockey or regular hockey? Well, it depends if the yard's frozen or not. Yeah. Ice can be a, a field too, I suppose. But then they would just call them both hockey, or they could call them both field hockey. And I guess either would work. No, no, that's too easy. We need to call them both soccer. Mm. Yeah. That'd make more sense. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Okay. You know what? It's 56 I, degrees right now in Baule. How nice. 56. Is that uh, freedom units? And yes, the, the okay. big F stands for freedom, doesn't it? Got it. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, not uh, Fahrenheit. And Celsius stands for Canadian temperature. Everyone knows this. Isn't uh, a Fahrenheit just vertigo? Uh, uh, no bad joke. We can add. Yeah. It. Well, and here, here's the thing: the jokes aren't going to be good, and people are going to learn so little and be misinformed on so much. Oh, and not to mention offended. This is <coughs> so ignorant. Like we we know nothing, and we we know very little. Present it be, as though we know everything. Because Wikipedia you, will do that to you. It will. 
And you know what else I'd like to do? The so let's make a decision here. It's Bowley versus Shanley Johnston. Okay. Uh, give, you, give your answer. Two, two your answer competitors. The Familiar with competition? I'm going to go with... I'm going to stick with Bowley Commune in France. That's my vote. You know what? I... I, I disagree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. It feels like the dark horse candidate in the the tournament here. I don't think it's gonna make it out of the second round, but I'm I'll, I'll move it on. We'll move it on. Well, some uh, eagle-eyed listeners might uh, have noticed that practically none of us will ever make it out of the first round. So I'm going with ballet. I'm going with ballet <laughs> and ballet. We move on to the next round. Okay, uh, we have, up until this point, avoided most of what I would call real controversy. We've offended some. We've misled others. But we haven't truly offended deep-seated beliefs that people have had. (laughs) That changes in this next round, and I'm sorry, ahead of time. Is this round eight? Uh, this is round nine, and I think this is going to be our final round for episode one because we are approaching the 45-minute mark. We've uh, talked for so long about so little. Yes. Okay. In round nine, we have Israel Christian, which is an 18th century American pioneer, militia officer, politician, and businessman, one of the earliest land landowners in Kentucky against Healesville Freeway. A proposed freeway in eastern yeah, initially proposed in 1969 to run between Riversdale Road and Box Hill South intersecting Springville Road and then to Marunda Highway in Coldstream. Oh, now, that's the only reason. That Marunda Highway is a good trip. Yeah. Anytime we talk about Kentucky or the roads, someone will be upset. Well, we're talking about neither, my friend, because we are talking about Australia and we're talking about a path, which is just an aid in a journey, which in this case, that journey is pretty much getting from, uh, you know, Coldstream to uh, Box Hill South, apparently. There we go. Uh, Now, I will say, looking at the Wikipedia entry for Israel Christian, Yes. I do have a flag on the side of that page that this article is factually disputed. The accuracy is factually disputed. So uh, what we're reading to you might be wrong, but that's really been wrong the entire time. Okay, so Israel was born in Ireland, and uh, this is all going to get very confusing. Because um, then he came over, and I got I got to say, though, officer in the Virginia militia. He was a captain. Um, he was attacked by the French and the, and the Shawan, the Shawnee. Um, but were any of those guys good dudes? Uh, See, here's the thing. Any, anybody from the past was not 100% a good dude just from when they were born. Right. We kind of know this, um, Looking at it, he 
served as a justice for the first county court held in Augusta. Two years later, he donated 40 acres of land to the justices for the use in the county. That's kind of a nice thing. Um, he he died at his estate in Dunkard's Bottom, which is just a funny word. That is a great place to die. If you're going to die, die in Dunkard's Bottom. I always say that. Yeah, that's 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 something I've I, definitely heard you say before. I have that Not mug. just this first time. There's some fun you. names on here. Yeah. Uh, Tinker Creek. That one's kind of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, served on the 12 man war council after Augusta was attacked by French and Shawnee in 1756. Okay. But now you know, we can't give him all the time though. No, let's, let's not forget about the Hillsville freeway because I mean, this is not just any, any, any freeway, you know what? And let it be said that no freeway is free, but you get what you pay for. And it was originally designated in the 1969 Melbourne Transportation Plan. Um, you know, and that's a fact. Now, in, uh, in 2011, Vic Rhodes deemed the freeway reservation between Springdale Road and Forest Hill and Baronia Road in Vermont to be no longer necessary for road building purposes. So we have a road that was not necessary for road building purposes. Ooh, I think that's, that's not... I'm looking at this uh, pictures here. Parts of it are abandoned. Oh yeah, that's we got abandoned I mean. abandoned highway. I think we got a lead candidate for the night. This is I'm I'm gonna stamp my uh, my vote of uh, I think this one gets if I could throw down two two points I would, but I only got one in this round, and I am handing it to the Heelsville Freeway. You know what I I was I'm gonna have to agree with you just because of the disputed accuracy of the article on Israel Christian. I think we have to give it to the freeway. Yeah, I mean the freeway cares, and the freeway is gonna be responsible with the information that it puts out about itself, which is minimal, but it's accurate. Did did you just say the freeway cares? The 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 unfinished freeway cares. More than you know, and I, I hope that you, and I hope that all of you sleep well tonight, knowing that the Hillsville Freeway is partially out there caring for you. Well, on that note, uh, we can safely say that uh, people may have been entertained. They definitely learned something, and they probably have so many questions now, so you're welcome. And if you want to get those questions answered, you better turn into the next round of... The Ultimate Turning Junk Everything.